You're listening to Cancer Covered. Going to Iron Mountain was not just motivated, in my opinion, because uh, Iron Mountain Hospital called us, but also because we had a lot of patients coming from there and we would be giving them chemotherapy. And early in our practice, we had lousy anti-emetics. People would be sick, being driven home by somebody. It was a two hour ride down for them and a miserable two hour ride back. So by giving them therapy closer to their homes, we really provided them, I think, a phenomenal service. You're listening to Cancer Covered with Green Bay Oncology, where we explore pressing cancer issues and look for ways healthcare professionals, patients, and their families can cope better together. I'm Dr. Mitch Winkler. Very few specialty clinics go as far out of its way for patients as Green Bay Oncology. And we do that by literally driving hundreds of miles out of our way almost every day of every week to all corners of Northeastern Wisconsin and Upper Michigan. It's hard on us. It's hard on the staff who stay behind at our clinics and must explain why we're away. Maybe we're crazy. Some of our colleagues think so. So do some of our families. In this episode, we'll talk about why we still do it. You'll hear from the Green Bay Oncology founders on how it all started. How did outreach clinics first begin? When did Green Bay Oncology doctors start driving to patients at distance rather than the other way around? It happened because of the fact that patients were getting oncologic care, let's say in Iron Mountain, and then that physician did retire but gave up that practice. And these patients then were either going to have to go elsewhere, like down to Green Bay, or stay where they're at. And I think that's why we were asked to go up to start with. It's to keep the patients in their home uh, territory rather than having to travel. How far would a patient living in Iron Mountain have to drive one way if they came to Green Bay for care? It'd be 100 miles. Yeah. About. Were the outreach clinics difficult to start? Well, I would say that when we started out in Iron Mountain, seeing patients, it just wasn't a clinic at that point when we started. I remember that. It was sad. But over a short period of time, it improved. I don't think they were used to having, you know, outreach, and it took time to get that started and to get it so it worked well. It required us to have nurses travel to Green Bay to work with our nurses to learn about chemotherapy administration, other aspects of the care that the patient would need. So we did some on-site training, if you will. Uh, in our offices down here in order to get the clinics up and running. Clinics themselves became popular in big part because not only were the patients cared for at home, but it benefited the hospitals, the local hospitals benefited from all of the x-rays and CAT scans and nuclear medicine studies, uh, laboratory tests that we would perform. So it was, it was extremely beneficial for our patients directly, but it was also beneficial for the communities at large because they were able to obtain a lot of this rather expensive equipment because now they had utilization of it. Were there any partnerships that had to develop or that you had to cultivate to make those things happen? When I was, uh, I should say Jerry and I, uh, went up to Escanaba, often we would get uh, referrals from Manistique, Michigan, which is, uh, for people who don't know, uh, I'm talking about Escanaba being 110 miles north of here, and then Manistique 175 from here. We had cultivated relationships in the Upper Peninsula, 
because of our presence in Escanaba. Then in 2014, I was sitting at my desk here at Green Bay Oncology, and Dr. Will Phillips gives me a call from Manistique. He says, hey, Jules, our previous oncology providers have pulled out. Can you help us? And I knew from the past how much they needed this poor, it was a very poor community and remote, how much they needed oncology help. So I got onto the phone with uh, Dr. Grotolution and our previous COO, Jenny Kohler, and transferred the call. Within 10 days, we had nurses trained, we had computerization up there, we had scheduling, billing, and doctor time on site so that they would not have a lapse of care. And when I think how quickly that Manistee Clinic got established from, let's say, ground zero, honestly, I'm very proud of the organization that they rose to the effort that promptly. It was it was lightning quick because it was a huge undertaking for many different patients. No one should carry the burden of cancer alone. A cancer diagnosis can make you and your loved ones feel isolated and alone, just when you need support the most. I'm Addison Young. And I'm Tom Beckers. As social workers at Green Bay Oncology, we know that meaningful connection brings strength and healing. Sharing the experience in a safe space with others on a similar path is often powerful and therapeutic. That's why we offer a free monthly virtual cancer support group facilitated for you and your loved ones. Wherever you are on your cancer journey, you're always welcome. To join us, visit gboncology.com events. But outreach clinics used to require transporting more than just providers to remote locations. Sometimes they had to take essential equipment with them as well, like chemotherapy drugs, since many smaller hospitals didn't have many cancer medicines in their usual stock. You'd have to uh, go to the refrigerator and you'd have to uh, pick up your drugs either the night before or the day of. Then you'd get up quite early in the morning and drive two hours. If you went to Iron Mountain or went to Escanaba, I'd get up at 2.30 in the morning and then I would get on the road by about 3. I'd have my drugs already the night before, so I was good there. And you mean the actual chemotherapy drugs? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, bring them up there. You get up there around uh, 6.30, stop at McDonald's, have breakfast uh, with some of the people that you knew, some of the patients would be there and you'd talk to them. Start office hours at seven o'clock in the morning and then you'd get home maybe about five or six at night and you'd be on call the next day. So that's kind of how it went for about 11 years. In some ways it was sort of humorous. You'd have your cooler with the drugs that needed to be cold. You'd have your suitcase with drugs that didn't have to be kept cold. And then you'd have two or three bags of charts. And so you'd lug all this stuff down. You'd have a little push cart like you have in an airport. You'd take it all down to your car, load up your car for the trip the next day. It was almost humorous in some respects. Any mishaps with that contraption ever? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I think a couple of coolers got warmed once. <laughs> I one time left a... Uh, suitcase of chemotherapy in my trunk overnight and somehow forgot to bring it back. And it was a Wisconsin winter and it froze solid. And I think that was around a, a, a $18,000 mistake or something of that, something of that sort. Because okay. those drugs are not, not cheap. 
Yeah, I, I remember some of that. Anybody ever have a car accident on the way to Outreach Clinic? Well, I had a deer hit my car when I was coming out of Ocanto. He was coming in the other lane? Well, yeah, he, he come in. I was going down, going about 40 miles down. He looks right in my window. Uh, he didn't come through my window, but he was looking in my window, and I pulled to the left and went around. He went behind me. I was shocked. That was the only time I... Oh, I did have one incident in which I took my... It was my Ford Explorer, I think. And, you know, that was where you had to grease your front wheel. I never did that, and my wheel broke. But I went up to I went up to Iron Mountain, brought it to the repairman, the mechanic. By the time I got down to the office, he had fixed my tire. He had put the whole thing on, got the part. I couldn't believe it. And he charged me hardly anything. It was amazing. Sometimes the weather wasn't very good going up to Escanaba or to Iron Mountain. It would be foggy. It would be icy. It would be snow. Sometimes you'd be coming out of clay. You couldn't see the road, but you had four-wheel drive, so you're able to make it. So all the time in all those years, they didn't miss one day. It was just amazing for you guys if you have it either. I mean, that's just tremendous. Skip, Jules, Tony, any uh, any mishaps on the way to clinic for you guys? I had a flat tire one time driving up to Iron Mountain, and I pulled over, and I had my suit on, and I'm trying to get things out, and Sure enough, a good Samaritan comes up right behind me and says, step back, I have it. And he took my tire, put it on, had it all ready. And I tried, I shook his hand. I tried to give him something for his time, but he said, don't worry. I know you're important and you need to go somewhere. And I went on. It was amazing. People are amazing. They They really are. are. I had a flat tire in Escanaba and... The staff called to a uh, service station that they know we were going to fix it. And I drove right over there. He um, he plugged the hole and I drove home. And, you know, these little communities, they are very appreciative of us being up there. And, and they're so close-knit that everybody knows somebody. It was the darndest thing. The only bad experience that I had is I had uh, black eyes from Pembine to Cribbits, um one night coming home. And I literally drove with two wheels in the gravel of the, of the um, side of the road in order to maintain control. The next day, I learned that there were 20-something accidents on that stretch of the road. Um, but that's nothing bad happened to me. So There was one memorable trip I had to take to Door County. That's normally about a 55-minute drive in a blizzard. And it took three hours, hit the ditch twice, got out with a uh, four-wheel drive, and... I think about two patients showed up, but we didn't cancel clinic. <laughs> patients had more brains than we did. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Cancer Covered. Please let us know what you think by leaving a review. To learn more, read our blog, request an appointment, search available clinical trials, or even apply to become a member of the team, go to gboncology.com.